0: I've always, um, when I was a little girl, I would twirl like the front of my hair into knots and I couldn't get the knots out so I would just pick the whole clump out and we thought it was kind of a phase. I know lots of little girls kind of twirl or play with their hair and the first time I really noticed that I pulled a hair out and really like enjoyed it and liked the feeling of it. I want to say I was probably 10 to 11 and I had just gotten my hair cut so I was kind of feeling just what it felt like and i noticed a really coarse hair that just felt different and i really liked that feeling so i pulled it out and from then on it just kind of progressed and it got really bad just in my teens and 20s um i usually pull with my left hand which is interesting and um so it's usually on the left side or the top and it really just depends where the hair where the coarse type hair is, if I feel it, I'll go for it. Or if I'm just staring at split ends, you know, I can do that for hours on either side. Um and I'll just pull at those. So, it's really been an interesting progression and now I I cut my hair a little shorter, I got bangs, and I am on a certain anxiety med that really helps with the pulling. Yeah.
1: When did you find out that there was a name for this behavior you were doing?
0: It was around 18 to 19. And it did not help that I was doing hard drugs at that time. So they were, you know, uppers that made me super awake, alert, and anxious. So the pulling, I just obsessed about it for hours and hours. And um, basically, that's what this certain drug did to you. It just made you obsessive. Um and I started researching and found a book all about trichotillomania and I ordered it and read through it and was highlighting furiously, and basically like, whoa, this is what I have. And um, it never progressed to actually having bald spots, but my hair was so much thinner. It just looked straggly and frail and, um so, just from there, I was like, okay, this is definitely what I have. And I tried, you know, wearing gloves, pulling at a doll's hair, playing with anything in my hands. I even tried to put duct tape on my fingertips once. Um, and, you know, it would just nothing worked. Um, so, I tried a lot of things and just continued.
1: Mm-hmm. Did anyone ever point out the behavior to you? Like, oh, I noticed you're in your hair a lot or things like that growing up.
0: Yes, my family definitely noticed. And, you know, I would do it while watching TV, watching a movie. Um, You know, I even picked at one time when I was probably a preteen or tween or whatever they call it now. um, I picked all my eyelashes out and one of my friends was like, what? happened to your eyelashes? Where are they? And I was just like, well, I hope they grow back. I don't know. And my eyebrows would be just super thin. Um, I can pick literally, I would just go after anything with tweezers. And so my family, some friends noticed when it was more noticeable. And my family, I showed them the book and, you know, kind of got them to know what was going on they would always point it out when I was doing it and say, you know, try to stop right now. Let's refocus on something else. And, um, my now husband notices, he used to point it out. Um, and if he was ever dry, like it would be something I do in the car. Um, and if he was driving behind me, he would just like go like this so that I would see him in the rearview mirror and he was like, I can see you doing it, so yeah, definitely noticeable to people.
1: Mm-hmm. What are some ways that you, if you did try to cover it up?
0: It's you know, just barrettes, I wear it up almost all the time, and until I got on this med that's been helping. So, people at work, if I wore my hair down, they were like, Whoa, you look totally different, and we never see you with your hair down. I was just like, Yeah, I just it's, I don't like it down. Um, so just clips, mostly wearing it up, wearing the little headbands or things that keep all the wispies out of the face. And, um, like I said, I didn't get the bald spots or anything, so I didn't really have to worry about big areas to cover up, but it was just thinner and, you know, my hairdresser knew it was an issue and she, you know, now she's like, Oh my gosh, your hair feels so much thicker and better. And it seems like you're doing a great job. So.
1: That's nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, have you ever received any professional help for it? I ask because one of the things that my, I had a, a few therapists growing up, but playing with the doll's hair, you know, those different mm-hmm. techniques, the gloves that was told to me by a professional. Have you ever? Yes, seen anyone
0: for it? I have. So I've been in individual therapy pretty much since I was a teenager You know, when I was, I've struggled with addiction and have seen several therapists about that. Um, So they've all, a lot of what I talk about is my anxiety and obsessive compulsive type behaviors. So I have brought it up to several of them. And, um, you know, I've tried tons of anxiety meds, but none were really geared towards it until this doctor I've been seeing for the last four years, I think. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. What are some, I know you said you pull in the car. What are some other locations where you find yourself pulling often?
0: So usually watching TV, um, just if I'm idle, kind of bored. And I have one of those mirrors in the bathroom that like magnetizes things. um, And so I'll just kind of like look in the mirror to see if there's a split end and pull at it there. And it's really just, I get in that. just groove where you don't notice how long it's going on your fingers start to hurt and um you know there's been times where i'm like in the mirror right before bed and before i know it it's been an hour and i'm like oh my god i have to go to bed like i'm gonna be tired tomorrow um because it just consumes you and takes over
1: do you find that there are any ways that you can kind of get yourself out of that trance once you're in it
0: it's usually someone bringing it up to me, like a family member or my husband. um, When I like there was no way of stopping it when I was doing drugs, it was just constant. Um, And I used to also drink heavily. I'm now sober. So I think that's helped a lot too. But it would just be like during a TV show. So once the TV show ended, or it was time to like get up and do something, I was able to stop it. And it's just one of those things where you kind of zone out and I would start you know just going through things in my head like what I need to do what it's just a monotonous time where you're just sitting there pulling your hair so you can think about everything so it really just kind of depends what type of pulling I'm in if it's one of those trance like things or if it's something where I can just be like oh sorry yeah you're right I am pulling so let's try to focus on not doing it. Mm
1: Have you ever found yourself with lashes or anything, you know, having a hair that's particularly bothering to you when you pull it, and you're like, "Okay, I'm actually satisfied now." Yep,
0: absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like I have these um, darker hairs like around my belly button that bother me, and I'll tweeze them, and then I'm like, "Okay, all is good."
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I love when that happens. I'm like, "Great!" It's it's so, <laughs> um, so, have you when you found out? that you had trichotillomania or even beforehand? Were you open with people about, you know, your hair pulling? Did you confide in others besides family members?
0: Not really. Um, I didn't start doing it until recently. Like, you know, when people were like, why is your hair, you know, you look different, your hair is down. And and I'm just like, oh, well, I pick at it too much when it's down. Um, But I don't say, you know, well, I have trichotillomania and this is blah, blah, blah. And this is what it is. And I don't go into details like that. Um, But I've actually written a self-help memoir and I called it Split Ends um, because a lot of it goes into my trichotillomania and how that instigates so much more of, you know, OCD, anxiety. It's all part of those types of um, diseases. And then I kind of tied it into my addictions and everything, you know, when it would be triggered and stuff like that. So I'm really excited. I think that will bring a little bit more light to it. Um, to the disease because not a lot of people know what it is. Um, But I've actually started following a few, you know, Instagram type accounts. And um, it may I don't know if it was yours or not, but it posted like certain celebrities that have talked out about it or spoken out about having it. Um, And so just it seems like more people are starting to talk about it, which I think is cool. Mm
1: -hmm. Tell us about split ends when did you start writing when did you come with the idea like i want to share my story like tell us everything
0: yeah so i've always um just been so intrigued with memoirs and how open people are and there's been certain ones that kind of changed my life after reading them and i've always been a good writer i've always enjoyed it you know journaling and was always good at writing papers in school and everything like that so i decided right around COVID, of course, because we're all sitting around like, what can we do that while we're at home? And I decided to start writing it. And I that's when I opened my Ellen Elizabeth Instagram and social medias and my blog. Um, so it was around 2020 and I've taken a few like bestseller master type classes to get an idea of how to organize your thoughts and get a book written. Um, so it is completely done right now. And the theme kind of just, you know, I'd been doing an outline and trying to figure out, you know, how I would move forward with writing it. And at first I had a few other titles and I was just one day like, Ooh, split ends sounds pretty cool. And, um, just because of how I talk about the trichotillomania and how it's related to everything I've gone through, I thought that was the perfect title. So once you start reading it, you understand exactly why it's called that. Um, part of me was worried. I was like, I don't want them to think like I'm a hairdresser or talking about you know my career doing that, but I think you really get it based on, you know the the synopsis of the book and the the subtitle and everything.
1: Mm-hmm. what would you say the the easiest part to write because I know with when I wrote the trickster Diaries I was crying on the computer like there were moments that I didn't even realize I had suppressed all these feelings and as it's coming out I'm hysterical and I'm like wait a minute this was 20 years ago and I still feel so strongly tell me did you have what was the easiest what was the hardest you know most challenging part to write
0: it was easy to write just because it's my life it's not like I'm doing research and trying to find different things to write about um so you know i knew exactly what what i wanted to portray and i was the same there's some very hard triggering things and i've just decided that i don't mind being that vulnerable i think it could save other people's lives um with my addiction and sobriety stories i strive to help people who may still be struggling and i feel like if i'm completely open they may hear something in my story that resonates and then they're thinking oh well she can do it i can do it type thing and then um with you know i went through infertility struggles all sorts of other things and i just some of the hardest parts to write were those darkest memories and um Realizing what I'd put my family through, and then um, when we we do now have twins um, after doing IVF, and our son had some very scary um, birth defect and surgeries and CPR episodes, um, and just writing through that was really hard to remember. But I mean, I feel that it's so cathartic and healing to actually get it out there so I totally understand how you were hysterical writing and I was like that sometimes too
1: and did you have so because it's like our lives right we're writing these Mm -hmm. memoirs there were points where you know I'm adding these stories and I'm like you know what I let me take this out like finding that proper ending because it's ongoing was like kind of challenging how did you feel
0: I felt the exact same because when I wrote it you know the first time it was a year and a half ago and then things have happened so i had to add a couple of chapters and the ending is still kind of where i want it to be but it is hard because i'm like well there's still stuff going on and i could just you know keep keep going but i don't want it to be a 400 page you know thing about what's still going on um so it was it is kind of interesting just to see how it's developed over the last couple of years um, and right now I'm actually going all through it again. Cause I want to, um, send it into an unpublished book contest. So I don't know if anything will come of that, but it'll be fun at least just to be getting it out there and considered for things.
1: Yeah. Did you find yourself pulling while you're typing? Like you have to stop because the the left hand just keeps going. Yeah,
0: there were a few times and it's really hard because I'm like, well, I can't type anymore. Um, So it would be um, and it was also interesting when I would pull in the mirror, I would think about things I wanted to write about. So it's kind of like, you know, when I go on walks with my dog, I have the best ideas and I'm trying to take voice notes and all these things that I can go back to. But I couldn't do that when I was picking my hair because, you know, both hands are busy. And so I'd be like, Oh, so many good ideas, try to remember them and write them later. <laughs> it was really interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when, when do we expect it to be out? When can we purchase?
0: I'm hoping within the next 12 months, I am kind of trying to get a traditional publisher, but realizing self-publishing is absolutely okay too. So if it's self-published, it'll be, you know, as soon as I want it to be. And I have a goal to try for a traditional publisher for a few more months, and then I'm absolutely okay self-publishing. And I just want it out there. So part of me is just like, I'm ready to get it out tomorrow. Let's let's do this. Um, but it'll definitely, if you follow me on my social media accounts or sign up for my email um, where you get my newsletter, I'll definitely be posting updates about when it'll be published.
1: That's exciting. And yeah. do you see, um, one of my, one of my friends was like my accountability partner when writing, how many words do you have? What what's page count? All these things. Mm-hmm. And I said to him like, oh, but like, I still have so much life to live. Like, I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know if I'm ready. And he was like, you can just write another one. I just. Exactly. <laughs> but do you feel the same way? Like you have stories and things happening now where you're like, I'm just going to save that for my next one."
0: Exactly. I do, and I I just have so many more ideas. I actually have ideas for children's books too. Now that I have twins, um, and just other things I could focus more on to make a full book that I didn't get to go all the way into in this one. So definitely, I see more than one book um, when I think about starting another one. I'm like, you know, it's such a process and it takes time. But I'm hoping that this becomes more of um A career instead of just a ho- right now it's a hobby, and I love doing it and just helping people however I can. But I would love to become more of a motivational speaker and maybe do book tours if those things become popular again. Due to you never know with COVID if people are doing things like that. Um, so yeah, I definitely want to do more with it for sure.
1: That's awesome. Well, I, obviously, best of luck. I'm going to keep in touch and, and follow. Yeah too. Um, when you started sharing, you know, making that social media account, did you have anyone that was kind of in your, not necessarily inner circle, but people that you knew that were like, Oh, I actually have this too. Like I struggle with trick as well.
0: Yes, absolutely. And just coming out more with it has opened up a lot of people reaching out and saying, you know, thank you for talking about this. Um, I don't post as much on my personal Facebook. I'm sure people on there would would respond to you, but I I keep it separate so that because Ellen Elizabeth is like my pseudonym it's obviously not my last name um but I just started everything so it's kind of anonymous but you know people know me as Ellen Elizabeth and it just because I talk about um sometimes controversial but also personal you know addiction and things like that are I'd prefer to be more anonymous that way.
1: Mm-hmm. When you first started sharing on social media, did you have, you know, that fear of like, oh my gosh, I'm telling like the most vulnerable parts of me. Like, I don't know. Because I, when I first started the Trickster Diaries Instagram, I didn't show my face. I remember putting my like initial like B and I was like, they're going to know it's me. Like they're going to know. And I I had to, you know, psych myself into like, hey, like you want to publish this book one day. You're going to have to own this. And so it took me a while to get my face on there now. I put my face on everything, but I was so scared. It took me a long time. How did that process go for you?
0: It was similar for me because I was so nervous about speaking out about what I do. And my husband and I had several conversations about if we're going to show the kids and stuff like that. So it's been, it's kind of evolved. Um, If you go through my Instagram, you can see how like immature and novice it was at the beginning beginning and now it's kind of i just do whatever i don't care i used to care about what was posted when and what colors i used and all that um but it was i think in my blog was when i was the most vulnerable and some of my friends were like we really love what you're doing but some of them have made us really uncomfortable (laughs) and i'm like well that's the point i want people to start thinking about things differently and understanding you know it is okay to talk about hard things and you know if it is controversial i want to talk about it cuz i want to to bring it out into the world and make it more known
1: when you first started did you like pulling and having you know exhibiting the behavior did you think you were the only one cuz i sure did
0: yes so i like i said when i was younger i didn't i just thought it was a phase i didn't know it was called something. I was just pulling because I thought the hair felt different and I liked it. Um, and then as I, you know, got the book and started realizing it was more universally known as a disease, then I still didn't meet many people that talked about it. Um, I, there was at one point Um, I don't remember what it was, but it was one of those shows that goes into like different disorders. And I remember trichotillomania was one of them. And I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, she obviously has this issue too, and she's on a show about it. So um, there are people out there that do it, but I, I definitely thought that I was abnormal or that there was something wrong with me especially when my friend was like why are you missing all your eyelashes I was just like oh I guess other people don't pull at their eyelashes all the time like
1: all right good it's to really know <laughs> <laughs> yeah have you seen trick represented in other movies or tv shows you know, not,
0: not really a ton um I actually can't think of many that I've seen I like I said I don't think it's out there enough. And um, there's so many different OCD disorders that are in shows. And people always think of OCD as, you know, washing your hands 40 times or turning the lights off and on a certain number of times. And so they just don't really think of trichotillomania because it's just not not as universally known, I don't think. So, you know, what comes to mind for me is like, what about Bob where he is the movie where um uh Bill Murray thank you that's his name he's got like severe anxiety and OCD and like doesn't even like walking outside and you know things like that and so that's kind of what they portray in movies instead of trichotillomania.
1: I would recommend watching the Amy Schumer show I don't know if you like her but
0: um yeah does she talk about it?
1: (gasps) so i'm not going to spoil anything because i mean she does talk about it but i will say she this was her way of saying that she has it Mm -hmm. um and i was so interested because i heard about it all the time oh my gosh trick you know and i'm like excited because i've seen in some in you know some movies and shows and it's always so dramatic and a whole chunk of hair is coming out. And, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like not, it's not you know, I I don't feel represented well. But with this one, I was so excited because she has it. So I'm like, of course right. I, you know, said, of course she will do justice for like the community. Mm-hmm. And I think she I think she did a beautiful job. I would I would recommend. Nice. It. Yeah, I've definitely
0: watched, I love she's pretty hilarious. So agreed. I'll do de- and she was one of the ones that I saw on the post about celebrities having it. So that's good to know that she talks about it. I'll look for that thank you
1: yeah of course um so during covid that's when you started writing the book did you notice that your trick got worse did it get better did you notice any difference
0: it's really just boredom is a huge thing um so it was definitely worse because like i said picking it in the mirror i would just really go after it and that was also my husband didn't see me doing it up there so i could just kind of go after it and i think being with him has helped because he does call me out on it and um you know when i was living alone it was just like i could do what i wanted and no one said anything so with um covid it's i feel like so many other things came up during covid um and you know i had the twins um i did do it a lot more when i was like sitting in their bedroom or reading to them. And now my daughter has actually exhibited a few signs of it, which makes me like, is it a phase for her? Or did, did she get it? Cause I know it's genetic. So, you know, that kind of breaks my heart, but at least I can also talk through it with her and she can be aware of what it is. Um, but it's again, like w- with your kids, you're just so terrified. They're going to have things that you've been through and I didn't know how hard it would hurt since I never had them before. So.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I, I will say the best advice I ever heard from someone on trick talks about, you know, children and have, if they were to have it, um, uh, I, might start going, but it's, you know, who, who would be better for them, but you, to have, right. you know, you have it. So like just having, you know, having that, I know it's so hard. I don't have kids, but like I can, I can't even imagine, but you know, who's better to parent them than someone who has it, who's At learned it. to accept it and love it. And so, um, you know, I think it's going to, I mean, especially a mother who now is, you know, spreading awareness, writing memoirs, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, you know, she couldn't be a better, in better right. hands. That's
0: hair, very so. true. Thank you. Yeah. That helps yeah. to know for yeah. sure. But it's hard because some, I'm like, let's try not to pull our hair. Cause I would find little clumps and I was like, what, you know, are, why are you pulling your hair? And she was like, I, I just touch it. I like touching it. And I was like, that's what I like to do too. Um, but then I'm like, well, I did pull in their room. And so she did see me doing it. So now I'm trying to be very conscious about doing it around her. Um, but it it ha- I haven't noticed clumps as much anymore. So I think fingers, cry, I don't know. We'll find out as she gets older. Mm-hmm. But you're right. And- it is good to have someone who's gone through it.
1: And my mom, I I know it's genetic, and we call people in my family, and when I first was diagnosed, no one had it. I guess maybe they're shy, they don't want to tell me. Yeah. Um, she was a hair twirler, and she would twirl it, and like, twirl it in a certain way, and like, put it right here. Yes. And I, when I pull the hair, I do the lip thing. Yep, and I too. wonder, yeah, if she, you know, if if she had some, you know, some form of trick, I never saw her pull out, or like, get a ball spot, right. but that same, Lip fixation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So I just thought, how interesting is that? But you do the lip thing as well.
0: I do. Especially so my eyelashes, I always put them on my lip. It's more with my eyelashes than like the longer hairs. Um, but yeah, every time like my husband's been like, Are you eating the? Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, no, I just like how I feel on my lip. And he's like he, you know, doesn't know as much about the disease. So he's like, okay good to know
1: mm-hmm. yeah do you find yourself I do the lip thing um I'll also like stick them places do you do that too like maybe if you're reading a book or on the pages or on the I page? do
0: I'm very particular about I hate having hair on the floor um so I'll make like a little pile so that I can throw it away um and if I do have it on the floor I'll go and like pick it all up with my hands and then throw it away so, It's all when I was really tweaked out when I pulled a ton of it, I put it all in a baggie, like a Ziploc baggie. And I was like, "Okay, I'm going to keep this with me so that I see how much I pulled and hopefully it'll make me stop. And, you know, that didn't work. But yeah, just having it fill a baggie was pretty insane.
1: Mm -hmm. Did you or have you ever had times where you've noticed I'm pulling less, things are growing back? Yeah. Pulling as often.
0: Yes. And so it's kind of gone up and down throughout my twenties. Um, but really honestly, the I've noticed it the most the past couple years that I've been on this certain anxiety med. Um, so sometimes it was strange because the other day I had my hair cut, not just like a trim, um, but I pulled the most I've pulled in a while, like the day after, Mm -hmm. which normally like all the split ends are kind of cut off and it's a little healthier. So I was like, I don't know, like it must've been a, something was triggering me emotionally um, to do that. So it's just interesting now that I notice it, I can try to find the root cause of it. Um, but sometimes it's just such a habit, like in the car, I'm just like, boop, boop, boop. You know, I don't even notice I'm doing it.
1: Yeah, and I feel like with with mine as well, like I've I've attached it to so many things that i received like a good email like i was excited and i'm like yeah i'm trying to regulate my emotions to get back to like the baseline and i'm like wait a minute i thought you know growing up you're like oh if i'm stressed i'll pull but i'm like wait a minute right. i pull everything, I pull for everything. i'm happy I know. But, yeah um, what advice would you give someone who wants to share their story that are a little nervous
0: yeah definitely just Think of the people you're going to help um, by talking out about it. So like I said, for me, I just became so vulnerable and okay with it just because I imagine who's hearing it and who could benefit from it. So I think just bringing awareness to it in general is something that could motivate people to talk about it. And just knowing you're not alone. um, Now that, you know, things like this podcast are out there and different groups and, um, people like Amy Schumer are talking about it more. I think just realizing, I mean, even if you're not ready to talk about it, just you know, join a group or reach out to one of us who's had it and so just having someone else to say, you know, yeah, I, I do the lip thing too. you know, we feel more connected and you know, like we aren't alone with it. So I think that's really helpful.
1: And I do want to say I do the left hand, too so interesting yeah Yeah. it's
0: so weird i used to smoke cigarettes and i would only smoke with my left hand so it's something about my left knee i don't know it's very interesting to me
1: because i'm right handed otherwise me too yeah Yeah.
0: i wonder if that's a thing we should research that
1: i know because i uh, my favorite spot i pull the lashes too the brows i kind of got um cut they didn't give me the same sensation anymore as i got older kind of like hurt they still are thin and all the times I've pulled them out they're like you know they're staying how they are now but uh um but I've noticed with the lashes and I pull from here all the time yeah and sometimes I'll pull like the ones that are crinkly around but do mm-hmm. you have a certain spot or I'm all over
0: it's you I mean it is more on the left um sometimes it'll be like right in this little crease part in the back um and I've noticed that those get really short so I have like the little wispies poking up Um, it's never really been like super close to the forehead or anything like that. Um, But like I said, when I actually pick at the split ends by looking at them, it can be either side. Um, And I know like for certain things um, like infertility and a couple other autoimmune things that I have, they say like sometimes your hair starts falling out in the shower. So I would never know like, oh, is this because of that? Or is this just because I pull at it all the time? Um, so it's hard to differentiate when things like that are part of it too.
1: Mm-hmm. One of the, uh, I recently got off of birth control after like mm-hmm. a ton of time. Um, and I looked up all these, you know, symptoms and I was like, oh, it won't be me. It was everything. But one yeah. of them was the, your hair falls out and I know where I pulled my hair out. So my, my part is like thinner at the time. And I'm like, what is, ha-? I said, I didn't know that's not me. So right. it was interesting because then I'm like. Oh, if it doesn't grow back, I've already accepted the parts that are missing. Cause I'm doing them. But now I'm right. like, Oh, this is a whole different type of acceptance that I don't know if I have yet, you know?
0: No, especially when you're already doing it and you're like, I don't want to lose more or, you know, just yeah. naturally, or, you know, because of this thing. Um, so yeah, it's just birth control. My God, that's a whole other topic, <laughs> but it's when I, was diagnosed with infertility I found out that being on it for so many years can help cause that and I was like why didn't no one tell me that before like shouldn't they warn people when they are I mean of course when you're in your teens or 20s you're not thinking about having kids yet but Mm -hmm. I just I'm like I never knew that until I was infertile so
1: (laughs) good to know now I guess yeah. And I'm like, I it was one of those things for me where, you know, I was leaving school and all these things, like I was like, oh, it's a necessity. And my mom was like trying her best, like, oh, let's help you. And then I kind of just stayed on it for a long time. And I'm like, wait a minute, why am I not seeing yeah. what my body feels like? I probably, you know, maybe my cramps have changed for, you know, the past 10 years, like 16, you know what I mean? Like what? Um, so yeah, that was a that was an interesting journey. But now I feel like I'm, I'm you know, my like myself again, and the hair's growing back. But of course, it's growing yeah. back. <laughs> you know, oh, great, yeah, great. Um, but so as we wrap up, is there anything that I haven't asked you that you would like to share before?
0: I think you've done a great job asking questions. I really like, you know, how you asked everything and progressed with everything. Um. I just want to reiterate, you know, to the listeners that you're not alone if you have this um and it is scary to talk about but you know there are people that have gone through it. But no, I don't think you missed any questions. I think you did a great job.
1: Awesome. Thank you. I um so let's plug all your social media, website, blog, book title again. Let's, you know, let's give the listeners. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um so I can be found on Instagram and Facebook at it's ellen elizabeth And I actually just got on the TikTok train, but I have, you know, I literally did it like last week. So I've got seven followers. If you want to find me on there, I'm It's Ellen Elizabeth. And my website is www.itsellenelizabeth.com. And you can find out more about my book, Split Ends, more about my journeys with addiction and infertility. And if you sign up for my newsletter, you'll get a little about the book um, blurb. So you can learn more about it there. Thank you.